We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. I'm Neil McCready. That is Tyler Siski. Welcome into the uh, Tuesday, January 17th edition of the show. We normally tape on Mondays, but it was an off day for my wife. She was home for the day. She wanted to uh, do some things. And so I said, hey, Tyler, can we push back a day? And he was kind enough to do it, even though today is super busy for him. Uh, so, helped out yesterday was, so was thank you. a shit show, too. So. So it probably worked out good. Okay, it worked out for me too. Uh, uh, Laura was, I think Laura was appreciative of the fact that I spent as much of the day with her as I could and still cover recruiting and stuff. Yeah, Ole Miss had an eighth grader on campus. I sent Chase over to update us. He's gonna be a dude, by the way. He is, but he's in eighth grade. I think he's older though. I had to go check that, but I've known about him for a while. He's at Thompson. Yeah, in Alabaster, Alabama. I had two and dude, when you can go. Two of, you, two of my nephews were at Thompson for a while. Yeah, that's right. When you can go and be the starting quarterback at that place for, I mean, their last two quarterbacks both went, you know, obviously uh, Talia was two ago, and then the kid that went, the last one they had last year or whatever it was, went to North Carolina, and then they got this kid, and you can start there as an eighth grader. And they won the state championship. I mean, so in the largest classification in Alabama, so he's a dude. I have a feeling that won't be his last visit to a college. Do you think <laughs> he's going to Alabama? That's the part of it that's. Like, I don't know. That's the part of it Dude, to me that like this is. Silly. There's no chance, no way that Nick's coaching by the time that guy comes out, huh? It won't matter. It will matter. It's, it's going to matter. I always used to joke, man. Do so you think Saban's in his last five years? I mean, yeah, he's got to be, huh? I don't know. Tom Brady was playing quarterback at 46. Why? Why can't Nick Saban coach till he's 80? I don't know. I just when I met with him when I took the job I asked him about it and his I think I've said this on here before so I've, I've already said it but his initial plan was to coach till seventy okay well he's there 
And, and now he's now he's and he just he's just cruising right on through it like nothing's nothing's happening. Frankly, this was the first year, and I mean this like from an appearance standpoint, not a sharpness yeah. standpoint, because he's still obviously sharp as a damn tack. This was the first year that I even saw any age in him, and I don't mean that in a bad way. God, I hope I look like that at seventy. I don't. I still don't see it. I mean, just a little bit. I mean, again, dude, he's a machine, man. If I can look that fit and alert at seventy, sign me up. He uh. He works harder than any college football coach in the business right now. And he's 70 years old or however he is. I think he is 70, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'll yeah, be he, 71 on Halloween. Yes. That was, that's my favorite day of the year, by the way. Ever told you what happens on his birthday? The team sings the to team him. The team sings to him. Right? It's like, happy birthday to you. It's very, it's like, oh. And then Miss Linda brings out cupcakes for everybody and he, Thank you. Get, let's get on with the meeting. Yeah. So turn my film. It's good stuff. I was going to say, I, I doubt if Nick's having a cupcake. No. Hey, so how about this? <laughs> Does he even have a cupcake? You know what? I don't know. Do you know he eats the same exact thing for Every breakfast day. and lunch? Right. And lunch. Yeah. He'll mix it up for dinner. And so he's going to have his, his two oatmeal cream pies, a coffee, and the red man. That's going to be in the morning. All right. And then. Red he, man. Uh, chewing tobacco. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's a red man guy. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, learn something new today. Yeah. Learn something new. And at lunch, it's it's like a cob salad sort of thing, right? It's a turkey chef salad. Okay. Turkey chef salad with ranch. Okay. And then, um, so about the red man, I don't know how many people know that. I think some people do. So when I was there, 60 Minutes was doing a special on him, and they were there during two days. And um, they were filming us in a staff room, like watching film after practice. And he makes the camera guy leave. He said, hey, can you give us a few minutes? And so the guy was like, yeah. So he he leaves, and then he puts in his red man after practice, and he does his red man, and then he gets done with it and says, all right, you can tell him to come back in. <laughs> he just wanted to, he just wanted to dip. So, uh, oh, that's the greatest thing, because let me tell you something. There's two things at Alabama that's pretty cool, right? He has his oatmeal cream pie deal, right? So he has this big, huge um, counter. Um, in front of his office and dude, they come in there like weekly and, and put brand new oatmeal cream pies in there. Like the full boxes of little Debbie cakes. Yeah. I mean, you just put, I'm talking about like a hundred boxes of them. He only eats two and they re, they redo the whole hundred or whatever when they come in there. I mean, there's 90 boxes. So if he ever just wanted to have a day to splurge, it's right there. Oh dude. Well, he doesn't, you know, no, he's Mr. Discipline. Discipline. And so we would go in there and like when they dumped them out, like we'd go around and give out boxes of oatmeal cream pies. And then I'm a red man guy, right? Or I used to be. And dude, he had the freshest. I'm talking about it was like straight straight out the factory, man, straight off the vine. He had the freshest red man. If you've I know you're not a no, not dipper, but if you've ever participated in tobacco, you know if it's fresh or not. And it was just I mean, it was like Top shelf, man. Huh. He had the best. He had the best of it. So. Now, I've never been a tobacco guy at all. And then he, uh, so one of the biggest ass rippings I've ever seen somebody get was, and he and people will say that, but he'll take care of his coaches. We would all eat dinner. You know, eat all your meals there. Well, he would eat dinner with us, or you know, from the cafeteria there in, in the building. And they started slacking on dinner a little bit. And he went in there and he didn't like the dinner, and so he went off. He was like, "I work these guys to death. The least we can do is feed them." And, dude, when he did that, for about a two-month stretch there, man, we had the nicest food you've ever seen. I'm talking about steaks, lobster, 
I mean, they were ordering out whatever, and they were catering in all kinds of stuff for about a two month stretch there. So it was, uh, huh. so yeah, he'll take care of you. All right. Uh, we got a lot of stuff we want to get to. Yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff in the thread. <clears throat> I'll let you decide how you want to interact with the, uh, with the stream. What I miss? I don't know that you've missed anything. People wanted your thoughts on Walker Howard. Yeah, we get to that. Dark, I watched him yesterday. Jackson Dart. We'll go, we'll cover that. When we get to the portal. I okay. think you got some stuff you want to talk about too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's do it. It just. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm right, and I'm. If you're right. I suspect I am. <laughs> I think you are. The spring here is going to be an absolute shit show. You will, have, you will not have a lack of things to talk about. It's good for you, man. You got plenty it's of content. Fine. I don't care. I'm, it, you got plenty of content. It's Here's the, here's the hard part. So <laughs> you, have, you have two kinds of people that kind of get on a message board, and none of this is critical. I'm not. It's just it's different. People look at. People approach life in different ways. They do. Okay. So this is not a criticism. You have the Pollyanna ones that go, oh, they're going to have all this excess of riches. And then you have the sky is falling. This can't, this, this can't work. And then you have the truth. It's always in the middle. And it's in the middle. And if you give the truth, you piss off both. Yeah. And so that's what I like doing. I know you do. <laughs> and I I've gotten where I'm like, I just gotta just gonna let it play out. You know, it'll 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 play out. I mean, if I'm right, the spring will be but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm gonna be super careful about this. That's gonna sound cryptic. <clears throat> but you don't have to be a genius. You just have to be a realist who understands the way the world works to understand that if I'm right and all of the people are there this spring that I think are going to be there, the outcome's predetermined. In much the same way that a year ago, when Lane Kiffin brought Jackson Dart to campus, the outcome was predetermined. Not saying Jackson wasn't better than Luke. Not saying he was. I'm not saying he wasn't. He, he was. He won the job but he was always going to win the job. That's why they brought him to campus. So if you follow the pattern, boys and girls, you know the outcome. Does that make sense? Dude, I'm with you. I mean, if you follow That's the, what we talked about last week, you, you, about representation. I don't get it. You don't bring... If you bring them in, you bring them in for a reason, and that's, that's the deal. Look, there's a reason that some announcements have been delayed. Look, I've been doing this shit for a long time. Man. Yeah, I've been on that side of it. I know, I know. how to play the game, dude. Well, I, I'm pretty. I, I I used to be. I know this is hard for people to imagine. I used to be pretty good at it. Used to be. I'm a I'm a has been now. No, you were good at it. I know how to play the game with the best of them. Yeah. So there's a reason that, tricks are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason that things haven't come out yet. All right. And maybe maybe it changes, and maybe something happens. If Let's I, get to it when we get to the portal. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Let's All get right. to it when we get All to the right. portal. So NFL wild card weekend. Uh, How awesome was that, by the way? The NFL playoffs always deliver. It's my favorite time of the year. I you, feel like it's Christmas. You might get a dud here and a dud there, but you're all, it's always going to deliver. 
And frankly, we got one dud. And even in that dud, there were so many compelling storylines in the dud. Well, the, it wasn't a dud for a long time. I mean, it was a, wasn't a dud at halftime. The Seahawks, we're talking oh, about. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about Cowboys. Cowboys bucks oh, yeah. to me was That wasn't on. a dud because we got to watch my man kick, kick field goals. All right, let's start with the, <laughs> let's start with the Niners, Seahawks. All right. Uh, uh, 49ers win 41-23. They cover the line. That was easy money. Um, Niners are really good. Seahawks Seahawks had a, a, a super competitive first half. They played with a lot of energy and stuff, but, look, they weren't the same team as the Niners. And well, they responded in the second quarter. They they scored 17 in the second quarter. So they they bring it to where I think they, did they have a lead or it was tied or whatever it was at halftime. It was tied at tied. half. And, um, I think. Yeah. Somewhere. Or they were down three or something. Whatever. It was. whatever. Um. I'm really pissed at myself because I sat here on this show and said it wasn't enough, and then I personally went and bet the under, and that was gone pretty quick. Um, second quarter took care of that. But, uh, look, the 49ers are good. They've won 11 straight. And here's the question I was going to ask you, and I'm, gonna, I'm stealing this because I listened to it. Um, I listened to it when I was uh, – I guess it was yesterday I was working. Pat McAfee brought this up, and I thought it was a great point. Okay. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Last pick the of the la- draft. Very last pick in the NFL draft. Yep, yep. If he was selected fifth in the NFL draft, he's probably offensive rookie of the year in the NFL. I mean, I'd have to think about it, but yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like the sure. perception of him as a quarterback is more about where he, is, he was drafted rather than what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And there was, a, and by the way, I'm not saying this, but that, you know, this guy that's the greatest that's ever lived had the same kind of comparisons early in his career when he took over. Oh, he's late sure. round pick. He struck lightning in a bottle. Sure. Um, how talking about you, Bubby Brister? <laughs> no, not oh. talking about Bubby Brister. Stan Humphreys? Nah. Okay. You're going through all the ULM guys. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, but how do you? They've won 11 straight. Yep. How do you move on from Brock Purdy next year when you got Trey Lance coming back in? You got Garoppolo. You don't. So what do you do with Trey Lance that you just spent a number three overall pick on? You do the hardest thing there is to do in professional football. Swallow your pride, admit you made a mistake, and move on. Because Trey Lance, to me, is but, a poor but Purdy, man's Justin Fields. Purdy lets them do it because Purdy is super cheap for a while. Oh, dude, he, you're getting him for the cheap of the cheap of the, the cheap. The, the hard part for them is going to be deciding what to do with Garoppolo. And I think it's trade him while he has value. Knowing do you that, trade them both? Yeah, I do. And then I bring in a veteran backup. And those, those guys exist. Oh, yeah, they're you bring, special this year. You bring in a veteran backup, maybe even two veteran backups to kind of solidify that room who you and you tell them up front when you bring them in hey Purdy's our guy I'm asking you to come in and be an insurance policy a mentor another set of eyes and we're going to pay you handsomely considering but we're going to we're going to move forward with this guy and, and I think if you do that transparently you're going to get what you you're bringing in a guy in his 30s who's collecting a paycheck going to put his baseball cap on, going to help sit down between series and look at the pictures and go, hey, here's that, and and that kind of thing, and be a mentor. All right, let me ask you this. But I think you have to move on. I don't think you can continue to let Trey Lance, just because you drafted him and you gave him whatever, it, it, it didn't work. And then he got hurt, and I get it, but you can't – Purdy's at least got you to the divisional playoffs – 
He might get you to the NFC Championship. He might get you to the Super Bowl. Hell, they could win the thing. Yeah. So if he does, you can't bench him for Trey Lance. And then I don't know what you – I think Jimmy has value, and you should cash in on the value. Especially now. Here's the other thing. There are two aging quarterbacks out there that call that place home. Do you bring one of those two back? And I'm talking about Tom Brady, which I know we'll have that conversation later about we'll him get, shutting we'll get, it down. But we can get into Brady here in a minute. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be looking for a home too. And that's where he's from. I, I don't. Or do you go what you're talking about? You let no. You let, I, I bring you him go my, bring in a uh, who's going to be out there? Uh, uh, Mills from Houston yeah. or somebody like that that's going to be available. I, I here's what I would do, and I'm I'm not talking about your your friend, but someone like him. I bring in a guy like Mills as my backup, and if I'm them, I bring in a guy like an AJ McCarron to come in and literally be a third team, almost assistant coach, wear yeah, a baseball cap, go to practice, <clears throat> be another set of eyes. I build around the kid. Yeah, because look, here's what I'm going to get if I if I go with Purdy. I get a rookie scale contract, a seventh round rookie scale contract for two or three years. I get a chance to really build around this dude, and they're already loaded everywhere else. To me, it's a no-brainer. I'm not paying $30 million to get Tom Brady to come in so that I can go eight weeks into the season and go, you know, he can't make some of the throws that Purdy could. I'd think about it with Rodgers. But even him, this is the first year he slipped just a little bit too skill set wise. He of missed course. throws that he hasn't missed in a long he, time. He finished pretty good. But how much of that is what he didn't have any receivers either. No, so he I didn't. Mean, so you gotta with Brady now, Brady had dudes to throw yeah, to. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll we'll get to Brady yeah. in a minute. I know what I saw last night. Yeah. I, I I mean I'd think about it with Aaron Rodgers, but I think I'm going with Purdy. I mean, what what is Purdy I mean I mean it's hard to do this without a crystal ball, but if I beat Dallas this week, I'm in the NFC title game. It's two years in a row, by the way. Kudos to Shanahan. I mean, right? You, Jimmy Garoppolo gets you there, and then Brock Purdy gets you there. I mean, you might just be a good coach. Well, that's also a credit to dude. They got they are elite at every single level, but quarterback. I know. I'm talking about elite. elite. I know. When I mean, they got so, dudes everywhere at every level. So you know, I mean, like if you lose to Dallas this weekend, and maybe it's because of the quarterback play. Okay, you had to revisit it. But if you beat Dallas and you get to the title game, I I mean, I'm I'm not. It's just me. And here's the thing is like you look at you look at San Francisco. Look at their running back situation. Right now they're rotating Easy E McCaffrey. I called his dad Easy E. You're you're you got Christian McCaffrey and you're you got Debo Samuel to come in and, and run the ball too. Oh, and by the way, your third your third guy that ran the ball the other day was Elijah Mitchell, who just carried your franchise for about a year and a half at running back. They traded what's his name? They the, traded Wilson, Wilson to Miami. To Miami. I mean, he's dude, a stud. You, you got – and Burrito, too. He's gone, too. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they've had some running backs. But then, you know, you got Kittle. You got uh, – what's my left tackle's name? That's one of the best in the league. Whatever. But they got guys up front. You got you got Auk, who's probably the most underrated receiver in the league. I mean, dude, they got guys, man. Yeah. So, I, I would be super inclined to roll with Brock Purdy. All right. All right, Jags and Chargers. Um, Ooh. All right, Neil. Ooh. I had the Chargers minus two in that game, maybe one and a half. Mm -hmm. It moved all around. I took them two unit bet, feeling really good about myself when it was twenty seven to nil. I mean, sure. I was I was like <laughs> counting the money, counting the money, 
And uh, at one point in time, I know I saw you talk about it last week or, or Monday or whenever it was I was listening. Did you see the guy that put the $1.4 million bet yeah. on the well, you just, hey, you deserved. He wasn't around last night when he he didn't he didn't uh, he he probably could have waited and saved that bet to last night. But um, as a result, Staley, you know, made some. I mean, Staley's been making the same decisions for two years, and it's finally catching up with him. But instead of getting rid of him, which I thought was going to happen this morning, they fired the OC and quarterbacks coach. Did you see that? I did not. I mean, that's been in the last couple of hours, uh, which tells me that they're not going to move on from him. And if they don't move on from him, what are we doing? I mean, isn't that the problem? Is the quarterback's coach and the offensive coordinator the problem, or is it critical decisions in a game? To me, it's game management decisions. When you blow a 27 to nothing playoff lead, it's more than one person. It's more than one area. It's systemic. Yeah. Um. I said this the other day, so I'll, I'll say it again. In the event that you subscribe to The Athletic, go find the uh, autopsy that was written by the Chargers beat writer. It was one of the absolute best things I've ever read. It was phenomenal. And he pointed out that this is his blame to go all the way around. Uh, front office, coaching staff, play calling, personnel. There's a lot there playing Mike Williams in the last week of the season when there was no reason to play him and he gets hurt. They win that game if Mike Williams is on the field. There was no reason for Mike Williams to play when he played. The opposite of that is the Giants. The Giants said, we're not playing anybody really of significance. We're going to get our asses kicked in this final weekend of the season. Okay, we're the sixth seed. We're going to be the sixth seed if we win. We're going to be the sixth seed if we lose. We're not playing. Yeah. And look at them. They looked fresh, ready to go. We'll talk about them in a minute. But my point about the Chargers is there was a lot there. So you can go look for a fall guy or two fall guys. But at the end of the day, that roster, they should be better than they are. Yeah. And for the first time, and look, I'm still all aboard. People say, oh, you've got a hard on for, for Herbert. That's where I was going with this because I just saw a thing. Um, I have a I have a suspicious reason. Go ahead. I'm going to hear what you say. Yeah, I, number one, I don't have a erection for anybody. <laughs> I mean, I do kind of like Dansby Swanson here lately, but um, I need to get you some blue pills. I mean, yeah. I mean, hey Bob, if we could get some rain flavored blue pills from a man, Neil. Now, Joe Burrow. <laughs> I like me some Joe Burrow. Um, but I do think it's. I do think for the first time you can question. Maybe he can't finish games. Maybe he can't take that last step. Maybe he's all, what's it called, uh, all hat and no cattle. Can't, I haven't heard that one. He got me there, and I'm from um, Alabama. You know, he's he's got to make that next step because he's not finishing games the way that Patrick Mahomes does, the way that, that Josh Allen does, the way that Joe Burrow does, the way that, um, hell, last night Dak Prescott did. I mean, you you got to make that step. If you're Herbert, now he's got all the physical tools in the world, and there's not four NFL teams that wouldn't trade for him if you if if you made him available. But I think there's a lot of questions that have to be asked in inside that building right now. So where I think things went that nobody's talking about, two things with this one with this game, but with Justin Herbert, and I saw Joseph had left a comment in the deal about 
you know, Joseph said in the, in the chat, maybe Herbert is as good as we all think. I think he is. I think the change in him was he gets hurt, was that week two or three? Very early. Very early. Mm-hmm. He stopped running. And that's one of his weapons. He literally stopped running. He didn't take any more chances. And you saw it in the game the other day. It was like third and it's playoffs now. It was like late in the game, it was like third and six or seven. And he, the game was on the line in the playoffs and he took off, but he still slid. As soon as he crossed the uh, first down marker, he started to slide. He could have got another eight or 10 yards and maybe broke a run. Like his legs is a strength. And once he got hurt, he completely, because I watch the Chargers every week, mm-hmm. he completely stopped running. Yeah. I mean, you're taking away one of his biggest weapons. Well, and you're taking away a weapon that if you watch the rest of the elite quarterbacks that we just talked about, there were two or three plays, for example, in the Buffalo game that we'll get to in a minute where Josh Allen's running. Josh Allen's feet are the reason that yeah. Buffalo survived. How many third downs did they extend? But um, I think that's Joe, a big... Joe Burrow made a couple of plays the other night with his feet. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, is missing. I think you'll get back next year when he gets healthy. But I think that I think his health had a lot to do with his and he was relied on his arm. And look, his arm's okay, but it's not his gift, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Um, Bills and Dolphins. Bills win 34-31 against the Dolphins. Okay. I'm interested to hear what you got to say about this one because I got some takes too. I will admit that I'm a little biased right now against the Bills. It's not their fault. I blame the league. Are we getting on this? What nope, 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 playing? nope. But I watched the game. <laughs> Nothing against the, the, the third teamer for the Dolphins who played his ass off. Skylar Thompson. But no one's going to put Skylar Thompson in the category of quarterbacks that we just got through discussing. Right. Ever. Yep. Worked. Ooh, I know where you're going. Buffalo is in peril right now. Yep. I know Buffalo is America's team, and everybody's cheering for Buffalo, and I get it. But I got to tell you, Buffalo's going to have its hands full with Cincinnati. And if Buffalo can't figure things out, and I know they scored 34 points, but it was very big play dependent. And if Buffalo can't figure some things out, and if Allen can't start protecting the ball better than he does, and if they – it's let's, let's stop there. If they can't become more consistent offensively with establishing drives, and if Allen doesn't start protecting the football better – even if they beat Cincinnati, they're going to get routed against Kansas City. Yep. And, and and they've got problems. They're, they're nowhere near as good defensively as they were early in the year when Von Miller off the edge was a problem. That's why this weekend, the Novagone Thursday, we're going to talk a lot about it, right? Right. But I'm really interested in the game on uh, Sunday <laughs> in, in Buffalo because Cincinnati's yeah. biggest weakness right now is its offensive line. It's beat up. Yeah, they're going to sign me. Their offensive line started badly, got chemistry, and by the end of the season was really good. But now they've lost three players in three weeks. They've lost Collins. They've lost Williams. They've lost uh, is Karras. Yeah. Um, might get one of those guys back. Might get two of those guys back. Might have to go with a, a makeshift offensive front in an AFC divisional playoff game. But the way Buffalo's pass rush is, it might get negated. Because the Bills don't get to the quarterback the way that they did with Von Miller. No, they got to bring and, more pressure. And, they, and the they Bills, yeah, that's exactly it. You can bring pressure. But they can't cover. But, boy, you bring pressure against against the uh, the Bengals and don't get home, 
Yeah. It's not going to end well. We'll talk about it Thursday, but that's where my interesting deal is. Is But here's the problem is that they're getting – there's two problems. One is what you just said. They're getting – Buffalo's getting torched on defense, and they've been getting torched for the last couple of weeks. But for me, the bigger problem is – and this is the difference in their team this year and last year – Going into that game, they had turned the ball over 27 times, most by any playoff team. And if you watch the Bills play, which you know I watch, get to watch a lot, they don't punt very often. They're either scoring or they're turning the ball over. That's what it feels like. And a lot of dumb red zone turnovers. And you just can't do that at this time of the year. No, and it's the Josh Allen weakness. He's a little loose with the football. But it just showed up like it was his his problem when he first started. Mm-hmm. He seemed to get it corrected. Mm-hmm. And it's now back. it's back. It's back. And it's like, it's because he was my fantasy quarterback too. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in the red zone he'd throw a dumbass pick. I mean, it made Brady stuff that he did last night look look simple. But I just, I don't, that worries you. Um, and then I thought this is where you're going. And we'll touch on it briefly. But as far as the Dolphins go, the Dolphins are a complete team except for one position. Quarterback. If they can figure out what to do there. And it look, Tua's fine. Tua could could do a good job if he's there. He can't stay healthy. And well, you know who would make a ton of sense there, in all seriousness? It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Not we not elite, but very steady. And a steady quarterback might get it done for the Dolphins. Dude, you know who would you know who they would win a Super Bowl with next year? And by the way, they don't have state taxes in Florida. Bring Aaron Rodgers in for one year and see what happens. That'd be a thought. When you got Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. and Waddle and Gasecki, dude, that'd be hell on wheels. But anyway, all right, Giants and Vikings um, called this one. I did too. And I and I and I I did too. I did. I, I, I did put too. them. I had a money you and I line. both had this one. I did money line on my own. I think I got it at plus one thirty five. Look, man. Just letting everybody know. Let me tell you now, if, if you're going to accuse me of having a hard-on for a player, let's talk about Saquon Barkley for a little while. He looked – we were texting back and forth on a chain I have with some buddies. It may that been, dude. It may have been Brennan and Weldon that we were texting and Clay, but um, Saquon Barkley, that's the best he's looked since he got hurt, what, two or three years ago. He was fresh. Mm-hmm. He was explosive. And, dude – Sneaky yards, okay? Let me tell you something about what he did in that game. I'm sure you, if you watched it, you understand this. He caught no less than four balls out of the backfield. It was like third and eight. And their defender standing on the first down marker. He runs right through their face and gets the first down. Like, just finishing runs and getting cheap first downs, man. He looked. If he shows up that fresh, he shows up that fresh this weekend, I may go ahead and call it. I got some prizes for y'all on Thursday, boys. It's going to be a fun betting show on Thursday. But, dude, they're good, man. They're real. When is that? Is that the late game? Sunday? I'll look, I'll look it up. I don't know, but I'm watching it. I'm watching them all. This is my favorite weekend of the year. Oh, it, well, this is great. Yeah. I think that is the final game. I'll look it up while you're talking. Um, I'm, I am really interested to see what that game looks like. Fresh Philly versus pretty fresh – Giants Saturday night primetime Saturday night sign me up yeah um I like them dude I do oh, I, listen I like them my man Danny Dimes everybody's been shitting on him for years let me tell you who's let me tell you who the well, his own organization I know it's a tough place to play too, it is but I will say this 
there's all these quarterback gurus out there. Mm-hmm. Do you know who I put, like I'm talking about he is in my Hall of Fame of quarterback evaluators and coaches that nobody talks about? This David, guy named David, David Cutcliffe. Cutcliffe. Yeah. And, dude, when David Cutcliffe puts his nuts on the table for a guy, I'm like, that guy's good. I don't even care. I don't care what anybody else says. If he says the guy can play, the guy can play. Well, so much of it is our my field, not yours, is so lazy. And we establish a narrative, and that's the narrative. And the narrative was, oh, they just took Jones because he's the next Eli. And then sometimes they – and they meant that as an insult because the end of Eli's career, the Giants weren't productive. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about – the middle part of Eli's career because he was kind of productive. <laughs> pretty salty. And I'm not comparing him to Eli Manning. That's not fair. But, boy, there were some things that happened in that game where you're like, man, this kind of looks like I've seen this before. You know what I mean? He, there were some he's plays. Like Eli with legs. There, but there were some plays in that game, some throws in that game, some third down plays in that game where you're like, they're the six seed? I've seen this. This this. Is this a repeat? I mean, what if seriously though? What if they go out? I, I gotta. We'll do all draft stuff later on. But where where they will be drafting, regardless of what happens from here on out, there's going to be a really good receiver available in the draft. Yeah. What if they go out and hit a home run like a, a Jefferson, or they go out in the draft and you add a, a young talent to that group to that group because yeah, they don't. No. That's that's what they're missing a little bit. They don't have that dude. At receiver, they got good players, yeah. solid players. No, if they added an elite guy, go add an elite guy because on defense and what they, they're picking, what sixth? I'd have to go look. They've got an early pick, but you may. I'm talking about if you go get a trade up or whatever it is free right, agent, sure. they add a dude mm-hmm. at receiver. No, they've done a really good job of quietly kind of rebuilding that team, and and they they showed patience with with uh, Jones, and it's paid off, and. Uh, Dayball's come in and and, and he's done an amazing job. He's done an amazing job, w- both culturally and also with the way that he doesn't ask Jones to do things that Jones can't do. He took Jones and said, "Okay, now I have two choices. I can force you into a scheme that's not going to work for you, but it's going to let me puff my chest up, or I can fix things and we can call an offense and build an offense and a." call plays around your skills yeah what you do well, well avoiding runs, what you don't do well he's and run then, a lot of read zone and some college stuff that he's done in the past that the nfl doesn't like and right. they're not used to stopping and like you saw how many times did they run read zone or some version of, of mm-hmm. read counter or whatever the other night and they i mean you're pulling to nobody you know and i just think it's uh i like that but i'm glad you brought up about dable because I, I i skipped over this when we we're talking about the chargers let me tell you the difference all right I love Brian Dable. Love him. The way he coaches. He coaches hard, and he gets after their ass. All right? But you can't do that. You can't get after a kid's ass unless the kid knows you love him. Okay? When you've established that bond of respect, and they know that you can get after somebody's ass as hard as you want to. Going back to the Chargers game, where I lost a little bit of umph for Staley, this is where I lost it. All right? Joey Bosa, hell of a player. Okay? People are going to talk about calls and this and that and the comeback. That game, in my opinion, was lost when they sack Trevor Lawrence on third down and they're off the field. They sack him back at the 41 or 42-yard line. 
and they get an offsides call because Joey Bosa. I remember. All right, and then they end up scoring a touchdown that drive. If not, they're going into the half still up, whatever, right? Because they're going to have to punt. They're off the field. And then Joey Bosa starts acting like a chick. And the guy was. They were getting – and it's a problem in the NFL. People are getting early starts. And the NFL is letting two penalties go that I've never seen them let go. They're letting false starts go. The guys are leaving early at tackle against these speed rushers. It happened last night with Parsons. These tackles are getting just a little bit of head start, and they're not calling false start. That's one. And two is is they I see it 15 times a fucking game, and it's pissing me off is guys going in motion or going back towards the line of scrimmage, which is a legal motion. Yeah, and they're not all the time. And they're not calling it. Nope. They used to call that to be very strict on that stuff. I mean, to the point you have to overcoach it, you know, coaching receivers all the years, you have to overcoach it. But Joey Bosa starts acting like a girl, all right, slams his helmet down like a, like a little seven-year-old chick, okay, slams his helmet down. And instead of ripping his ass because you just gave us a 15-yard penalty, do you know what Staley did? He goes and picks his helmet up like, oh, here's your helmet. Fuck that. No. What do we do? That's that's why you have a problem. And he is a great player. I mean, he is one of the best pass rushers out there in the league, him and his brother both. But don't act like a bitch. Okay? You just cost your team. He by himself is a big reason they lost that game. By himself. Agreed. Because he played selfishly. In a playoff And look, if you got that C on your chest, okay, that should be only for team guys. And he was not he was not playing as a team. He's playing as an individual. And your head coach, after you slam your helmet down because you didn't get the way you want a call that you wanted, and you start walking off, the head coach, instead of ripping your ass for costing us a 15-yard penalty, he goes and picks his helmet up. Here you go, Mr. Bosa. Get the hell out of here, man. You can't, but Dable, you think he was going to do that? No, no, no. Your ass to be cut. Yeah. There's no accountability, man. And you can't win – championships with individuals you can't and that pissed me off and my i don't i still have rain left so we haven't got there yet but that's the difference all right speaking of rain i forgot to say this at the beginning Let's do it. we're brought to you by rain total body fuel 300 milligrams of natural caffeine in case you wonder if it works i'm at about 260 right now bc like 40 <laughs> milligrams left bcaa's electrolytes and zero sugar it's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals check them out on instagram at rain body fuel to learn more i'm gonna find out like what rain does for uh like running i'm this is normally the hour i would be running yeah and so i'm pushed my run till this afternoon which means the only thing i'll have in my system when i get on the treadmill it's a cup of coffee and a well, guys, a rainbow sherbet. We'll if all you fans out. out there see see Neil running around Tupelo this afternoon, <laughs> y'all give the, man a ride, give the man a ride and you know it works. You'll know give it's me. Give me a ride back. Give me a ride back for sure. All right, our, our uh, Bengals and Ravens, man. Oh, man, oh, man. All right. First of all, this. <clears throat> There's really only one thing to talk about on this one. Well, the one thing, two things. All right. One, let's give the Ravens defense credit for what it is. Yeah, you know, they've it, always they've been solid all year. It, they're they're beyond solid. Well, they're the reason that they were there. They're beyond solid. Right. They're elite. Yeah. That's an elite defense. Uh, when you add uh, uh, Roquan Smith to Patrick Queen at linebacker, two guys that can run the way they can run, it's just hard to get anything established in the short passing game. It's hard to get the running game established. They're good up front. They got dudes in the back. Yep. I'm in Marlon Humphrey. Peters is back there. I mean, they got they got guys. Yeah. So kudos to them. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And also, their defensive coordinator sees the Bengals twice a year, and that cat's got a plan every time. He's got a plan every time. So I'm sure that on one hand, the Bengals are like, thank God we don't see them again. On the other hand, they're so beat up on the offensive front that you wonder if it allows them to run their whole playbook offensively. Well, I can answer that question for you quick. Because after Jonah Williams got hurt the other night, they didn't score another point. It really didn't move the ball. I mean, I'm talking about it was three and out. And Burrow's like, catch, spit it with pressure, no pressure, because he knows it's coming. And I have no idea who the right tackle who came in there and started was. I don't remember the guy's name. It was some of the, like, I don't know if he could have played at any college that I've ever coached at. He was waist bending. He was, like, moving like he was doing, like, bag drills or something, doing up-downs. It was terrible technique. It was He couldn't bend. And he, they were just bull rushing and just, I mean, the guy was barely getting in their way. He had no answer for speed rush. He had no answer for bull rush. Like, he was just another body on the field. No, they had to get Mixon out to put Perrine in to, to chip, to chip to protect. I mean, it was terrible. And so what what happened, I mean, they and it's the same thing that really happened early in the season. It was like watching them early in the season again when they couldn't move the football because they were literally everything was quick game, quick game, quick game, quick game. And they can't, and you can only do that so many times. And so that's where moving forward, if they can't get any help up front and figure it out, dude, they're in trouble because Burrow, he can move, but he's not a he's not Josh Allen. He's not these other guys. And they're in trouble. 
they're in legit trouble. It's going to be, but now they're playing a team that can't stop a nosebleed on defense. So this matchup this weekend is very intriguing to me. So, I mean, it's a problem. Um, we'll skip over the next topic. We'll talk about that later. Um, Cowboys and Buccaneers. What was your thoughts last night? We're moving on past Ravens and Lamar. Oh, we can. I thought we wanted to get some portal stuff. But we- We're going to get to portal. Here's my quick thoughts on the Ravens and Lamar. Right. Do you agree with what I put now? Yeah. I think it's time for the Ravens to reset. I've said this and here's for why. 10 years. Here's why. What you're about to say. The Bengals have passed them. The Steelers, with with Pickett and all that they're putting together, I'm a big Mike Tomlin guy. The Steelers are coming. The Browns aren't awful. It's time. The Chiefs have passed you. Um, um, the Bills have passed you. Arguably, the Chargers have passed you. The It's over. You're not winning a Super Bowl, and that's the point. And so you can do the Lamar Jackson thing for mediocrity. He can't stay healthy the way that you play your game. He has value. He has value. You should trade him and get value and go get a different while quarterback you while you can before he gets some sort of an injury that takes away from his value. Yeah. And very clearly, based on just his social media stuff, I think Lamar Jackson feels the same way. You gave Roquan Smith the deal. You didn't give me the deal. Let me go. Let me go someplace. Let me reestablish myself. He's a very, very good quarterback. The market on him would be high. You'd, you'd get a premium price for him. I, I would, if I'm them, I reset for sure. One hundred percent, dude. Like I've said this a hundred times. It's the Justin Fields problem. It's the Trey Lance problem these quarterbacks and you're going to start seeing more and more of it in the NFL because that's the way the college game is. These guys that can run that are elite runners cannot stay healthy in the NFL. Josh Allen has figured out how to do it because he weighs 260 pounds, but it's even with him, it's going to come to a head. Okay. So he, cause he takes too many licks and he's tough and physical and all that stuff. The, the most physically imposing quarterback I've ever seen with my own two eyes was a guy named Cam Newton. He was pretty good. He had an MVP year, took him to the Super Bowl. But you know what? Him running is what ended his career because he jacked up his shoulder and he can't throw it again. And so, and he was 200. And, I mean, people, I don't care what they say that guy was. That guy was every bit of 260, 265. He was freaking huge. But even over time, his licks took a toll. And I think that's what you're going to see with Josh Allen over time. Like, these guys that run the ball for a living, Justin Fields can't stay healthy in Chicago. Like, they just – you can't do it. It's a difference when you're playing, again, a 12-game schedule in college when you really only play about eight and a half games because you're playing backups the other four games. And in the NFL, they don't take you out. And you're playing 17 regular season games. You're playing probably an equivalent of one full game in the preseason. And if you go to the playoffs, some of these guys are playing 20 games a year. You just can't stay healthy, and um, your body can't. I mean, it's just how it goes, and so I, I think it's time to move on. We didn't touch this real quick. We're going to do it a million times. Um, what do you what do you think the Bears do with Fields? <sighs> the Bears have the world at their at their fingertips right now. I don't think. 
and again, I'm not the GM for the Bears. I've never it's never been a secret on here. I've never been a Justin Fields fan. Um, ever. I think he's an elite runner. And I think he's a below average quarterback. I, I just I don't think he can in the NFL until the game changes and it hasn't showed any any hesitance to, or any any just thought of checking up. The NFL, you have to be able to throw the football. You have to. Name a, I mean, what Super Bowl team doesn't? No, no, no you, you have to throw it. You have to throw it. Mm-hmm. And he can't, I mean, he's missing over routes, short hopping hitches. Now, when shit breaks down, now he would, let me tell you what, he'd leave right now, he'd be the greatest person ever for the Cincinnati Bengals to go in this game with on, on Sunday. I mean, if it breaks down and he just got to go, good. But I well, just, so you've got three, I think you move on, man. So you've got, so if you're the Bears, you have this first pick. I trade. trade. Just, I trade Justin Fields to one of the teams that needs a quarterback and get their pick too. Okay, we'll talk about I it a lot. We'll talk I, about I've later. got I've got multiple thoughts on the Bears, and I think the Bears are going to be this. And I live in a house with a Bears fan, so uh, we'll. I just don't. I just don't. He's great for fantasy football. He is perfect. He's a great fantasy football quarterback. But I just don't think he can lead a team when they got all this capital they have. But do you like one of the three rookies? Uh, enough to go, hey, we're going to trade him out. I don't like take... C.J. Stroud at all. Okay. Um, so you got Levis and you got Bryce Young. I like Levis. I'm not drafting number one. Okay. Bryce Young, I got questions on. I don't think he can lead a franchise, but he's going to get Because taken. of his size? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um. All right. So uh, Cowboys and Bucks, anything? Cowboys, Bucks. Besides – I was loving. I was I was tweeting at him and then texting. Him. So Lawrence Tynes, who kicked in the, in the league for a long time, is a good friend of mine. Played with me at Troy. We were the same age. Hung out together. He was a home visit guest. He's great. He's funny. Um, we were texting back and forth and then tweeting at each other. I was like, dude, it's like how bad <laughs> is this? And he he brought up something. We didn't tweet this. He texted this to me. He he said, look, he says a lot of opposing kickers do have problems playing in Tampa. Because it's grass and the and their field is so sandy that their mm-hmm. that their plant foot slips all the time. So if you got a guy that's heavy on his plant foot, they struggle a lot. And so he was telling me that you know um, that could be a, you know one of the big reasons that he was kept pushing them. You know, and then he tried to overcompensate. Tried to overcompensate. So he was and like, then it got in his head. He said he don't know, but that could be a, yeah. a problem. And he's just you know, next thing I tell you about kickers will be the first thing I know. I'm like, look guys, there's this yellow upside down H up there. Do your job. Put it in between them. But for me, that's why I like personally, like LT, Lawrence Tynes was one of the best ever. Um, and then Rob Baronis, I think I've told you this before. I don't know if I've told on here before. But for whatever reason, two of my real good friends when I was at Auburn, uh, Rob Baronis, who was our kicker who kicked with the Titans and uh, got rested solely his past now. But um, he ends up being an all-pro in the NFL. And then when I go to Troy, we had Lawrence Tynes who we hung out with. Two of the best kickers I've ever been around. Lawrence Tynes made some big kicks in his time. He made some big Oof. ones. He made some big ones. He kind of got screwed out. Not kind of. He got screwed out of the NFL, by the way. Um, he signed a big deal after the Super Bowl with with Tampa, ironically. when um, And then he went to off-season workouts and got staph infection in his knee, in his kicking knee. Oh. And that's how he's out of the NFL. How about that? Yeah. But um, <coughs> you got to be as a kicker. You got to have some – you can't be a kicker. If you're going to be a successful kicker, you can't be a kicker. And what I mean by that is you got to have some nuts. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, my gosh. No, no, no. As my man, my man LT said last night, he goes, this shit ain't that hard. Tie your shoes, put a dip in, and go make the kick. 
That's literally what he told me last night. That's my man. Well, in respect to him, I, I think it's harder than that. But <laughs> He's pretty good at sure. it. Sure. Hey, we're brought to you by Walk-On Sports Bistro. They put everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Uh, check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. Don't forget to uh, download their very convenient and uh, cool Walk-On's app. Yep. That's a thing I may go to. Do a little walk-ons this weekend, too. I think it's about time. All right. Yep. I think it's about time. All right. Jim Harbaugh says uh, that he's staying at Michigan. I don't buy it. You don't believe him? All right. What What do you not believe? Well, all this story broke yesterday because he told a recruit. Do you see that? Is that our new sources now that we're telling a recruit? And then the president kind of like the president jumps on it. That's how all this broke yesterday is he told a recruit and a recruit tweeted okay. out that he talked to Harbaugh. Here's my question. Can Jim Harbaugh get an NFL gig right now? I think he can. Which one? Indy? Denver? Denver was the rumor for a while. In my opinion, I think we're trying to go through the Sean Payton sweepstakes. Okay. And then things are going to open up. All right. But I, the guy's like, I know everybody's like, oh, college coaches don't succeed. He was kind of a pro coach before he got, you know he what I'm saying? He took the Niners <laughs> to the Super Bowl. I mean, he lost to his he, brother. Yeah, and that's how he kind of runs his system anyway. I think, I mean, with a guy with his pedigree getting tired of the NIL bullshit, like, I, I, I think he's trying to make the move. Would you? Would I hire him? Yeah, I'd hire him. I mean, who else are you going to hire? Are you going to take a shot on a guy you don't know if he can be a head coach or a guy that's proven commodity? Um, I don't know when it will happen, but I'm not, I'm not going to be surprised if that's, if he, if he doesn't come back and maybe he stays. And I mean, obviously he's said he stayed and all that stuff, but all this stuff broke because he, he told a recruit yesterday. What else, what do you think he's going to tell a recruit? Nope. Come to Michigan, but I'm going to leave next week. I mean, I, I don't know until it's, until there's no job opening, I'm going to kind of not believe it. That's just me. All right. Uh, all right. Question for you, boss. Sean Payton. You spending a first-round draft pick on Sean Payton? How high's the pick? So he he did an interview yesterday with Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I know. And he said that it would take a mid to late first-round pick. Yes. But then who's in that? How do you get to that if you're the teams that are – because the teams that are wanting are drafted in the other direction. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't give up a top 10 pick because that's too high. Right. That's what I'm getting at. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe, I do, maybe I do a pick swap or something and work it out. I, I, I don't, he's very, very good in a league where coaching really matters. And it really matters. I mean, it really, really matters. Um, he's, he's worth a lot. All right. Question. Texans, a lot of draft capital, right? Yep. You don't want to give up that number two pick. No, you can't. Let me ask you a question. Do you trade Laramie Tunsil to the Saints? Oh. Because I bet they would take that deal. You know what? I probably would think about it, and here's why. Because if I'm the Texans, by the time I'm ready to compete, Laramie's not going to be there anymore. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take – look, whoever gets that, this is why I don't think Sean Payton's going to Houston. It's just going to take too long. You yeah. walk in there and you look at it and you'll go, okay, well, everything needs to be fixed. 
everything. Nothing works. (laughs) And so you're not. They have two good players. Sean Payton's not getting the Texans to the playoffs in two years. It's going to take a minute. It just is. How much cap room do they have, do you know? I don't know. But, you know, I mean, if, they, you're, if, if you're Denver, here's Denver's problem is that you've already cratered your stupid franchise. Maybe you call the Saints and go, hey, if you'll take Russell Wilson. Um, and it's, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know where he goes, right? I mean, and the Saints can play hardball with the pick until nobody wants to do it. Right. And then if you're the Saints, I mean, you know, I mean, the guy was pretty good to your franchise. Yeah. So at some point, if you're holding his career hostage, and I get it's business, but that would be that's where I get it. I think it's kind of messed up that they hold their. So why do they hold? I don't understand this, and I know Chase is a big Saints fan, so I probably should ask him. But why do they actually hold his rights for two more years? Did he just? I guess just re- the contract that was written. He retired. So are they paying him still? I don't know. I would assume that that he's getting some sort of compensation. Or it's just simply the contract was written in such a way. All right, let's move on to some college here. This is let's uh, let's break the internet. All right, so first thing I want to talk about is having a little reset in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Bill O'Brien is the front runner. I know he's kind of fought these rumors, and I, I think I know why he's fighting them. But a lot of smoke out there about Bill O'Brien going back to New England. Been there for a while. I mean, when I was. Just starting on some of the golding stuff to Ole Miss, talking to Alabama people, the one thing they all said consistently was that they expected Bill O'Brien to go back to New England as soon as the season was over. He – it's kind of a system reset, you know, a little little reset going on in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. You know, you got Bryce Young leaving, Pete Golden obviously heading to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And it, there was a lot of smoke or a lot of talk. I shouldn't say smoke. A lot of talk about Garrett Riley, you know, going to Alabama and all that stuff. And Alabama is one of the only place I know about. There may be others out there. I just don't know them. That he – you go in there, you don't bring in a – there is no system change. I don't think people understand that. You use the same terminology and the same system regardless of who you are. So when – you know, Joe Pendry brought that system in from the NFL. When Joe, it was like Major Applewhite and Joe. So when then Joe leaves, it was uh, McIlwain. McIlwain leaves, it goes to Nuss or whoever. They're all running the same terminology. When Lane comes in, Lane's not running Lane's stuff. Lane's running Nick's stuff. Now, he can go tag things to it and things like that. Like, we had the longest, like, I think Lane was just trying to be uh, cute mm-hmm. with Nick, which he liked to do a lot of times. Um, I think he just per- – like, I just think he likes trouble sometimes. He, I think he literally was trying to piss Nick off on purpose sometimes. He'd run, like, trick plays and shit during practice and piss Nick off. Um, but Lane would get in there and call, like, a play, then would tag. Because, okay, you want to call it plant. That's fine. We'll call it plant X this, Y this, Z this. I mean, so he would change the whole play by tagging stuff. Right. Just to be a dick. Um, and it was funny. Uh, Nick didn't think it was funny. I thought it was funny. Um, so, it, yeah, the scripts were, like, hella long. Um but anyway, anyway, I know that shocks you, right? I'm literally just <laughs> stunned. <laughs> but you go in there and you run. I mean, whatever, whoever comes in there and you're running his deal. Inside zone is blunt and bobby, boss. That's what you're calling it. If you want to call inside zone, you're going to call it blunt or bobby, depending on if it's a tight inside or open inside. 
If you want to run power, it's going to be called plant. I mean, that's what we're doing, okay? And you're running these plays, and you can go put your – you can call it and tag things, but you're calling our system. Same thing on defense, right? Coverages, hey, you call it this, we call it cover seven. Like, that's what that's what we're calling it. And so to to go – I guess my point is this. Yeah, here's my thought just real quick on Riley. Yeah. Riley doesn't make sense. Didn't make sense at Alabama because he's the opposite of what Alabama's been doing. Alabama over the last several years has been the place where offensive coaches go to get rehabbed, and I mean Kiffin, Sarkeesian, O'Brien, yeah. different. And I don't mean drug rehab. I mean re- their rehab. career rehabbed. Garrett Riley. I mean, he's he's in his thirties and is one of the hot hot names in all of all of the sport. He didn't need to go someplace and get the Saban stamp. He just needs to go someplace where he's going to have talent and he can produce numbers and he's going to get a head coaching gig. Well, that was the thing is like, so that's what I was getting at is it limits your coaches, right? Like these air raid guys that they call things a certain way. Right. That wouldn't fit there. No. So that ain't happening. And so it makes no sense for either party. Yeah. So that was never happening. Right. And so it, it takes it unless he goes out and then changes again, which I would be shocked if at 70 years old and however many years he's been in Alabama now, 16th year coming up, whatever Something it is. Like that. If, oh, now's the year we're going to do that? No, I don't think it'll happen. Um, so for me, I think looking at who's going to be the next guy at Alabama is going to be very interesting offensively. I don't know who it would be. I have no idea. Any thoughts? No, I think um, – no, I don't, I don't have any. I don't know what he'll do. Um, but whoever comes in there is going to be – I can tell you what their play calls are going to be because <laughs> that's not changing at all. I mean, that was the whole thing when we were at uh, – when we were at uh, Alabama, we played uh, Colorado State in McElwain's either first or second year there. And, dude, we had the same signals that we ran with McElwain. McElwain was just sitting over there calling signals, and we only scored like 17 points. We beat him, but it was like a close game. But he's not changing what he does, and he's just going to beat you in recruiting. That's kind of the plan. So, But I do think Dabo has been the same way, right, all these years. Yeah. He's changing. So that's very interesting to me. Well, I mean, Dabo's, <clears throat> unlike Saban, who can look at himself and go, you know, we were really close. We're not exactly, we didn't exactly fall off the table here. We just lost two really close games. Clemson can't say that. They did win 10 games. They can, but Clemson knows they were a lot further away from being in the title picture than Alabama. Yeah, example. title picture. Um, I think they're going to be back quicker than people think. I don't think they're as far off as people think. I think the quarterback position killed them. They were literally one win away from being in the playoff. Um, sure. So, I mean, But yes. you my point. Yes, I do. Um, so, he, he needed to – he could look at it and kid himself is my point. Or he could look at it and go, you know, now's probably a good time to do some change. Yeah. Regardless of all the NIL talk, regardless of – they're recruiting at a high level. Um, allegedly, quickie clients. Um, they, they got dudes. And – I think, you know, Klubnik's going to give him a chance with what Garrett Riley's doing on offense. He'll give him a little – they're going to be able to score some more points than what they've done in the past. Um, I just think with the system change, it was very unique that they that they went outside. It's the first time that Dabo's going outside in a in a minute. So, I think they're closer than what people give them credit for. Um, all right, Ed Reed. Did you see – I did not. Right. So, Ed Reed, for people who hasn't, haven't seen it in the last two days – he goes, he's the new coach at Bethune Cookman, and he goes social media tirade about the uh, he's got his players out there picking up trash, 
he's showing just bad facilities and all that stuff. And he was meaning it sincerely and trying to make a point. Um, did not make, did not make the people at Bethune Cookman happy. So he had to issue an apology this morning. So that didn't, he was welcome to college football. You just can't go out there. And there, there are, you do have bosses. So I'd be interested to see how that conversation went, but, um, I think he'll do a good job. I like Ed Reed. He, he was one of my favorite players. He was a hell of a player. All right. It's time for this week's edition as the portal turns. Can I tell you how thankful I am that tomorrow's the last day kids can get in it? But it's not. Well, not for now. But it's not. It's just what they want to tell you to make you feel better. You mean, to, you mean to break the bad news to you? Yeah. So Georgia, and this is, I actually had this down because I wanted to, I knew you were going to say this today. You're all excited. Georgia and TCU have until next Monday to get in the portal because they played in the championship game. So all the Georgia and TCU players can still go in. That's fine. To next Monday. That's so far, this is okay. And then here's where the kicker comes. Graduate, grad transfers can enter the whole year. It doesn't, they can enter two weeks from now. So if you're a if you've graduated now here's the trick though and this is why I think it's gonna be a little busier than what people think. Okay. With a COVID year, mm-hmm. a lot of these kids are graduating in a year earlier. Right. And so there's gonna be these two year grad transfers, maybe even three year grad. They have three years left grad transfers because the COVID year did not count. But most of those guys will have kind of already done it because they can. Not take it back. I'm correcting myself. They could just decide in February. You know what? I'm I'm bolting. Yeah, because they're graduated, and they could. You can enroll them in a mid, you know, if you have midmasters or you know whatever. It's going the tampering is going to continue to go. Well, I know the tampering and, is going to continue, and they're going to find a kid. They're going to miss on a kid, and they're going to go find a kid that's at at Ball State. That's the left tackle that graduated with two years left. I fully anticipate May being ridiculously busy. Oh yeah. Well, here's what's going to happen. Let's just say you're at a school and you brought in a bunch of quarterbacks. And you go through spring practice. Hand me the piece of paper back. <laughs> you want to throw it at me again? Yeah, I'm going to duck this back. time. Yeah. Go ahead. Finish your sentence. <laughs> Let's just say you're at a school um, and you have an established quarterback that's really good and it's probably one year away from going to the NFL. He's got these big NFL aspirations and he's damn good. And all of a sudden, you're just in class one day and hanging out with your chick and you see the Twitter thing goes off and not one – but two quarterbacks show up. Well, one doesn't create the angst that the other does. Splits reps. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I just got lightheaded. I'm laughing so hard. All right. So, I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is the reason it's going to be a shit show in, 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 in May. If you bring in, we're talking about Jackson Dart. If you bring in Walker Howard, pretty easy to, for Jackson Dart to say, okay, well, I mean, obviously they have to have another quarterback. Yeah, that makes sense. Quarterbacks get hurt. I could get hurt. I've been hurt before. I missed time at USC when I got hurt. Okay? Yep. I'm not, that's not complicated. And if I'm as good as I think I'm going to be and I'm entertaining NFL aspirations after my junior year, well, obviously they got re- got to recruit another quarterback. Duh. That's not a problem. If I'm, if I'm Jackson Dart, Walker Howard's arrival on campus doesn't do anything to me. No. I mean, yeah, I got to compete. I know I got to compete. I got I can't I can't go to practice. It doesn't make you want to go hop in the portal. I, I can't go to practice 57 pounds overweight with uh, you know, 
a, a cigarette and a beer and, and show up and go, hey, I'll, I'll be here for the Mercer game or whoever the hell we're playing, <laughs> right? You got you to gotta compete. You got to learn that, yeah. whatever. Cigarette and a beer, huh? But when you bring in Spencer Sanders, that's a totally different announcement. Allegedly. Yeah. I'm saying if if this comes if. to fruition. If. 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 And if. Right, Big if. And right now, I might bet on it. Oh. Might not. I don't know. I don't. I'm just ready for it to be over with. Um, if, if that were to happen, the message that sends is, hey, no promises here, champ. And frankly, frankly, let's be yeah. real. let's be real. Let's be real. Let's let's stop. 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 I'm I'm done. Now, I have no reason to tote the water, so I'm not going to. Okay. If you let's go. if you bring him in, you're bringing him in to be your quarterback. He's 23 years old. He's been the quarterback at, at Oklahoma State for what the last two three seasons. Whatever the case, he's thrown. He's played a lot of football. You're bringing him in to be your quarterback. You're not bringing him in to compete for the job. You're not bringing him in to push. You're bringing him in to be the quarterback. Because let's be real, if you bring him in to be the quarterback, or you bring him in and he's not the quarterback, do you really want a veteran like that who's not going to be happy sitting on your standing on your bench holding a clipboard? Do you really want that? The answer is hell no. You're bringing him in to be the quarterback. You're bringing Walker Howard in to be the quarterback of the future and to compete and blah, blah, blah. But you're bringing in Sanders to be your quarterback. Yeah. And at that point, if you're Jackson Dart, and I'm just being honest here. I'm probably pissing people off, but that's what I've been doing for a long time now. So I'll just do it more. If you're Jackson Dart, you got to say, why am I still here? What am I doing? Yes. Why am I here? Yes. And so given. I would be shocked if he didn't. Classes start on Monday. <clears throat> you, I guess they go through spring. But if you go through spring like they went through last spring where it was, hey, we're going to do everything we can here to make sure that nobody bolts. And that's what they will do. If you're him, you got to go, I, what are my options? And and I don't know the answer to that. Like If he goes someplace else, he has to sit a year. You talking about the tampering portal? Oh, it'll be Let high. those two show up. It'll, it'll go wild. Jackson Dart needs to change his number. I mean, it'll be nuts. So the question would be, would he be able to file an appeal and get out? And I don't know the answer. All you got to do is lawyer up. I'm telling you, that's oh, all I, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you, you, and, it, and his parents are smart now. They're not stupid. No, they're, they're very smart. You lawyer up and you, lawyer you, up you, and you, you say, hey, this has caused some emotional distress and I need to be closer to home. There's plenty of ammo. That's not a problem. But um, I just, somebody was asking me, and I, t- I told him I'd get to it. So I watched uh, Howard yesterday. Yeah, Walker Howard, the LSU transfer portal. Very good player, elite prospect, high upside, very high ceiling, very high floor. Um, It's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah, Okay, no-brainer. For sure. Um, He's not – I don't think – he may be. He's close – he's going to play sooner rather than later. Um, He really improved from high school to – when he was already good, but you saw some of the improvement there. Mm -hmm. If I had to pick on him at all, if you – because I try not to just say, oh, I'm not a rose-colored glasses. Everything's perfect. Sure, of course. When he changes arm angles, which you have to do, you know he he's not a robot, but he's he's been coached very hard. When he has to change arm angles, he gets under the ball. Well, he a worked bit. with uh, he worked with Jake Delhomme. Yeah, Delhomme. How do you say his name? Delhomme, I think. I know yeah. you're about former, former Carolina, Carolina Panthers. Panthers. He's uh, lived in Lafayette. Yep. Uh, spent a lot of time with him. Was around the ULL program a lot yeah. with Billy Napier. Yeah. So he's had a lot of high level coaching. His dad Jamie was a quarterback at at um, at, at LSU. LSU. Although I. My understanding is that Jamie has kind of 
deferred to other people from the coaching standpoint. He he did uh, the Elite Eleven thing. Yeah. Um, so he's had a lot of a lot of that, not robotic. I know what you mean though, but yeah. a lot of very stringent technique oriented coaching when he is in the pocket what it does create is when he is in the pocket and he is balanced when he throws he can get set his feet set and he can throw he is and it looks good yeah, he's he, very accurate he gets the ball on time got a very good arm he can change very good arm right. he can change he shows ability to touch like his underneath throws you know he sometimes he's he's playing with guys that aren't very good and it looks like oh he doesn't have touch he does he, he's he can put touch on the ball where he struggles a little bit accuracy wise is when he when he has to rush, change arm angles yeah. on the move. Off platform. And it's almost like a, yeah, off platform throws. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like some of the baseball players have problems with it. I don't even know if he was a baseball the ball player. Sales. Or not. Well, he just gets under the ball and then sells it yeah. over. Um, but like, dude, that's fixable. I mean, he's sure. a good enough athlete. He's a he's a willing runner. Probably runs very comparable to Dart, you know, and Dart, everybody's like, oh, well, Dart runs. You have to be a willing runner. And he's a, he's a good enough athlete to run. Um, I think his time is coming sooner rather than later. Um, I think the reason he's leaving is because Nuss is not, and I think he. Yeah, well, I can t- I can put some um, perspective to this because I've talked to people who know that deal really well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> when he he originally went to LSU because of his dad, he fandom. He went because of his fandom. So you have to know a little bit about this this kid. Um, Obviously, his dad played at LSU for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. His dad played early at LSU and was concerned about that. Um, his mother passed away several years ago, um, and obviously, it's a close family. He's one of four kids. Yeah, they got one. I think that's right. I think he's the third of four. He has three sisters, two older sisters and a younger sister. And uh, when his mother passed away, I think, the whole idea in his mind of following in his dad's footsteps, honoring the family stuff became bigger to him. I don't think based on conversations that I've had that his dad really wanted uh, Walker to go to LSU the first time, not because of anything about LSU, but just because of the pressure and the name and all of that stuff. And, but he, he's Jamie is a, not a dad who uh, exerts his will on decisions like that he, he got guides but he let it be walker's decision and walker chose um lsu and he got there and and i think he learned a lot in year one in, in with brian kelly and them but what he also figured out was look Jaden daniels is a dude we all saw that and then garrett nussmeyer is a terrific young quarterback who lsu is super high on yeah he's a dude and you know they're going to continue to recruit quarterbacks at lsu and that there's no guarantees right that even when daniels leaves this year, the bottom line was this year for him was going to be, and again, this is where you can start to put two and two together if this all happens. One of the reasons he didn't want to stay at LSU another year, he liked LSU. He had really good friends at LSU. He was having a very good experience. personal yeah. experience. He didn't want to run scout team another year. He ran scout team a it's lot. It's just turned to be a two. Yes. He ran scout team a lot this year. Well, you don't learn a lot running scout team. You can, but it's not the same as getting the backup reps and getting – you prepare the backup to play on Saturday, at least to some degree. You don't prepare the scout team guy to play on Saturday. He's an emergency. Holy shit, if we get to that point, I don't – you know, right? Which tells you he's not coming here to be a three. Thank you. <laughs> he's not coming here – It's not that hard. He's not, it's not. He's not coming here to get an NIL package. Nope. 
to be the scout team quarterback. Nope. He's coming here. To be a two at worst. To compete for the position, to be a two, and probably to sit behind somebody who only has one year of eligibility. <laughs> Do the math. It's really not that hard. Um, and I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I, I'm, maybe not, maybe not. I, I don't even look anymore. Look, I've, I just, I've, I've stopped looking because it was, it was starting to impact my mental health. I'm not. I, you guys well, can I'll say it. You I, guys I can rip me to shreds on the board. They but, can rip me. I don't I'm, care. But I'm. I don't think I'm wrong here. They can rip me. I, I don't care. It doesn't. It doesn't affect my mental health. As I'd I be absolutely week. stunned to see a scenario where both Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders and Walker Howard are all on the same roster in August. It feels like, and I told it last week. And look, look, Lane and I don't get along exactly. I know that's not a shocker for people that know me or know him. But let me tell you what he can do. And coach quarterbacks now. Yeah, obviously. All right. And I respect the hell out of him as a football coach. He, I feel like, and I don't know, I feel like there's something I don't know in this whole scenario. Could be. Um, I don't go to practice every day. I don't know what it is. Of I course. just see what I see. There's something about this I don't know. Um, if it happens, which I suspect it will, um, it's it, – Things don't add up, and there's a re. It's like it's, you, it's the buzz. It's an algebra problem, right? Right. There's a missing variable somewhere that I don't know for whatever reason. Um, but you're being told to solve for why. Is that what you're yeah. happening here? Yeah, solve for why. I, I don't know what why is. Um, right. But look, he can. Um, the kid, you know, Walker Howard kid can play. I think he's going to be a dude. And look, I've said this for a long time. I I think Jackson Dart is a dude. And there's only one football. There's only so many reps at practice, okay? And regardless of who it is, there's going to be – somebody's not going to be happy. And yeah, that's be the well, problem and here's, here's the buzz, right? When This is – we're doing the one thing I've always said I didn't want to do here, but we're doing it, so it's okay. That's fine. I think what Lane would like, and this is, this is educated, and it's obviously not from Lane. I'm not – Freely admit something that a lot of people on my beat won't admit. I haven't talked to him. I don't know. But I have talked to people who have, and I've talked to people who have been in those rooms. I think in his ideal world, he's got a quarterback. Then he's got Howard, who they really liked out of high school a year ago and just couldn't get him. And then I think they'd love to get, um, whether it's the kid that they have committed now, Williams, or Walker White, the kid from Little Rock, one of those two who would be two years younger than Howard, they'd like to have start staggering it like that. Yeah. In the in, in the room. It's because be, it's it's easier. You're just the days of stacking quarterbacks, there are a handful of programs that can do it. It's gonna be really small. Very small. And and so the the days of stacking quarterbacks in perfect stair step is just I think they're kind of over. I do too. And so again, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Yeah. But obviously, you'd be wrong with me, so we'll just sit here and eat the crow together. I I don't think if if Spencer Sanders does come to Ole Miss, and again, it's if, it tells me that they're making a move. Yeah, so me for – and look, Spencer Sanders is one thing. It's a one-year fix. It's a free agent deal. Yeah. It, you know, it's oh, – he's a one, he's one fall. One, one year. I don't – all right, if I'm running a team, I don't take Sanders – unless I know I'm getting Howard. Yes. Yes. Okay. Agreed completely. Because if you take Sanders and not Howard, you're going to run off your guy 
that's really good, you're getting one year and then you're fucked. Yeah. If you get you you can't take you can take Howard without Sanders. Sure. But sure. you can't take Sanders without Howard. Again, you can take Howard and the message it sends to Jackson Dart is look, <clears throat> we're just doing our jobs. Yeah. And if the, you take Spencer Sanders, the message you send to Jackson Dart is that we're 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 actively looking to replace you. And if you take both, you know. If yeah. And because if if why in the world would Walker Howard leave a place where he's familiar, where his dad played, where he's from? <laughs> they just grew up as a fan of. Yeah. To go to another place just to run the scout team. Yep. No, I agree. I mean, that's, I mean it makes no sense at all. And and look, he's a smart kid. His dad's a smart guy. They, they've been very methodical about this. Come on. And he, look, Walker Howard's kind of a unicorn in the portal process for a um, quarterback. Yeah, the willingness to develop one more year. And is a dude. Yes. Um, I said this to somebody the other day. you got to remember, there's a reason these kids go in the portal. Players are getting overvalued, NIL-wise, coming out of the portal, way overvalued. And we're like, oh, I'm getting a Johnny four-star. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I'd be careful. You know, there's a lot of guys. Um, I put it like this. There's a lot of guys going in the portal that the schools that they're leaving from and they're going places and fans are excited. They're not upset that they're leaving. Right. That doesn't happen very often. They're, right. they're like, damn, I can't, I, well, if I hate we lost that guy. And LSU did not want to lose Walker Howard. They wanted to they keep wanted him. To keep now him. They, He's they, a unicorn. They right? have a lot of respect for his family, and yeah. so obviously no one's going to sabotage him. I mean. But I'm surprised that, like, for me, a lot of, like, there hasn't, I mean, there's been interest. Don't get me wrong. I thought there would be a lot more. In Howard, there was more, but they they shut it down quickly. I know, I, I can. You know what I'm saying, though. Yeah, I mean, like, but I know of I know of three specific schools that I, that inquired where he just said no, it doesn't. But I mean, I thought there'd be like thirty. Well, there might have been. Yeah, is my point. I think I think the message got out pretty quick that a this is going to happen fast, and that b there's and, and even that he's looking for more than a football fit. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's a lot there. Hey, we've been brought to you also by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in the Oxford, Batesville, that kind of area, Tupelo, get in touch with our friends at Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Memphis, DeSoto County, that area, uh, get in touch with our people at uh, Southern, 662-429-4429. I would mention Hernando, but listen, if you live in the Hernando area and this would be a really good week to uh, do the unhealthy stuff. Do unhealthy things this week in Hernando where you just don't feel good on Saturday. You think they, they should not call Comer Hearing and Air? Don't. If, if your house is cold, Suffer. if your house is cold, leave it cold, just leave it cold. Leave it cold. If your house is hot, leave it hot. Call next week. Uh, just eat nothing but fast food. <laughs> don't sleep. and uh, Don't drink rain this week. And don't drink rain. And then some Saturday around noon, twelve thirty, you can go back and do all that, do all your other stuff. But for the next few days, suffer. <laughs> hey, uh, how about uh, there's there's some SEC teams that are that are getting right on this portal now. They're flipping some rosters pretty. There quick. are. It's a lot of lot of lot of flipping. My boy Hugh. He is. He's done a really good job he in the is, portal. He is. He is flipping that roster pretty quick. They got they had forty five spots to flip, and he's flipping it pretty quick. It's remarkable the number of 
the number and look. It's coming in May. There's going to be this this influx. It's happening. I hear Alabama's going to be, have a lot of activity in they the are. portal in, in May. Um, you've still got uh, – you had a huge flip at Arkansas. You talked about Auburn. I'm kind of going alphabetical in my mind right now. Um, Georgia's not. Florida's got a lot of activity still left. Ton. Um, LSU's pretty set. Ole Miss still has a lot of activity to go through. Um, Tennessee's pretty set. South Carolina's pretty set. They've had some activity, though. But they're in the middle. I'd say they're in the yeah. middle. Yeah. There's just a lot there. It's 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 why we'll do this, and we'll do it on our show. We'll do it on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Other people do it, too. We're going to do this whole thing about predicting the seasons. I don't know how the hell you can predict the season until the end of May. You be- can't. Before you can look at what these ro- rosters look like. I mean, there there will be vacancies at when I say on the like depth chart vacancies at Auburn, at at uh, at Arkansas, at at Ole Miss, at some of Watch these, Missouri. Missouri's got a lot of activity and and has sneaky gotten into the NIL game a little bit without talking a lot. Dude, well that's what I was getting at. They Missouri was a player for Walker Howard more than people realize. Last year they were in the they were in a. Uh, they were trying to get a portal quarterback last year. Right. And there was a number that came up, and I was like, huh? Yep. Um, they are doing a sneaky good job. Well, there was a number that came up on a couple of portal guys this year that they didn't get the guy, but they were there with the money. They were there on the number. So watch them. And you look, everybody loves to make fun of Drinkwitz, and I get it. He kind of brings it on himself some. But they were a team, and you can do this with a bunch of teams. Yeah. I realize this. So I'm, don't play away kind of team. But they were a handful of games where you change a play and a play and a play, and they win nine games. Yeah. No, they didn't. And I'm not. And you again, you could do that with so many teams, and it doesn't mean that problems didn't go away. But you understand my point. Yeah. And they also had some games where they won by a play where they could have easily lost. So it all kind of worked out. But you understand my point. No, I do. They're not like a million miles away from being competitive. And I think I've said on here before, but they have two assistants that I've worked with in the past. Uh, one being Kevin Peoples, who's the defensive line coach there. Mm-hmm. And you know how good they were up front. Yeah. Kevin Peoples, in my opinion, which will buy you a cup of coffee the next time you come through town, is the best defensive line coach in the country. Oh. And wherever he's been, they're always really good. Um, I mean, he is – and it's funny, it's like his protégés, like guys that he's – they're GA'd for him and stuff, like Trey Scott, you know, go to Georgia. Like, right. He's got all of his protégés. He's a Pete Jenkins guy, Peeps is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really good. And then, obviously, Jacob Peeler – um, is a receivers coach that was here. Uh, Peeler is one of the most organized, efficient recruiters in the business. I mean, he's one of the best. Yeah. Um, he's a he's a stud. Um, but anyway. All right. So we'll come back on Thursday. We'll get you ready for uh, NFL divisional playoffs. We'll see what else has transpired in the portal. It'll be a quick turnaround, but we'll do it Thursday afternoon at our normal time. At least that's the plan as of this moment. Who knows? Maybe things will change, but that's what we'll plan on. We've been brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel, 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, and zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits, achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler. Hey, real quick before yep. we go. I know we got to go. I just want to say uh, – Thoughts and prayers with the Georgia, um, whole Georgia football family. Um, I got a chance to meet Chandler through what we do um, with Quick U. Chandler LaCroix, the recruiting staffer. And uh, all those guys, we got some guys that work with me that are from Georgia that uh, work with those guys. And, you know, Matt Luke recruited Devin, and they were, you know, he's over high, you know, so it's a difficult time. There seems to be a lot of that going on. It's just like things are hitting right away. You mm-hmm. had the Air Force kid. You had 
uh, a lot of stuff. But it's just really um, sad, you know, that, that two young people. For sure. You know, lost on that. So thoughts I, and prayers out to those guys. Absolutely. Thoughts and prayers to uh, their families, their friends, uh, everyone inside that uh, that Georgia program, and most especially their families. God, can't even imagine. All right. For uh, Tyler, I'm Neil. We'll be back with you on Thursday. Thanks for being with us in the stream. Really appreciate it. We will talk to you again soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.